Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very senior and accomplished professional from Maine, USA, Catherine Lee. Kate, welcome to the show. Thank you. I am honored to be here. Thank you. Uh, Kate is the founder of By the Horns, She's a coach and she's a consultant. Her writings have been published in several prestigious plus publications around the world. So Kate, before we get into discussions about By the Horns, tell me about your own journey in brief. Sure, my journey has not been a linear one at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I actually started out in international public health okay. and you know, my journey has wound me through supply chain industry, uh, leadership, launching an organization, Um, you know, it's not been linear, but I've taken from each of those experiences, Mm. um, you know, quite a bit and brought them on to the next one. And if Mm. I look backwards, I can connect um, the dots. Mm. Wonderful. So let's talk about By the Horns. Tell me about what you do uh, in this venture. Sure. So with By the Horns, I work with individuals and organizations in both a coaching and consulting capacity to really help them define and create their their futures. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you say by the horns, what exactly do you mean? I mean, is it to take your problems by the horns and tackle it or what? So I came up with that name when I was thinking about what I personally wanted to do. And it was the idea of, I just wanted to take my future and just grab it and go with it. And as I was trying to think of a name for the organization, By the Horns just came up and it has stuck. And I think it really resonates with those that I work with because usually by the time, you know, someone seeks me out, you know, they are ready to take that step to really, you know, grab their future by the horns and um, and take their step um, their steps forward. Amazing. So give me an example of how you help others take successful, bold steps to create the future. And what is the process you follow? So, you know, as a, um, you know, when I'm working with someone as a coach, it's really about providing that accountability, the support, the structure um, to help people really get their, to identify different behaviors, insights that can help them move forward. And you, some of the examples of things that my clients have achieved is, you know, getting that promotion that they have looked for, Mm. switching to a completely different field, Mm. writing a book, uh, starting their own business, retiring. You know, it really is so varied because everyone has a different idea of what their success is for themselves and for their future. Mm. Interesting. You also talk of an accountability mindset. Tell me a little bit about how you define accountability mindset and why is it important for each one of us to have this kind of a mindset? Sure. So the first part of that is really putting aside the idea that accountability is negative Mm. because so many people associate accountability with something that's negative, with Mm. punishment, with blame, you know, with someone doing just a poor job. Mm-hmm. But that's not what accountability is about. Mm-hmm. Accountability is about building trust, ownership, and accountability 
not only or and autonomy, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, you know, for yourself and for those that you're working with, whether it's with your team, um, you know, with other employees or even just, you know, interactions that you have on a daily basis with mm-hmm. colleagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so re- really is building that um that accountability so that you are really able to rather than make choices you're able to make decisions for yourself Mm. for those around you Mm. um, and really achieve success so Mm. but as i said the first part is putting aside that negative um, mindset towards accountability because Mm. if that's the way that you approach accountability the uh, benefits that can be achieved from it um, are lost. Wow. And as far as accountability is concerned, I know all of all of us as leaders in organizations want to hold people accountable, <laughs> but how many of us are actually willing to hold ourselves accountable? I think very few people are, <laughs> is what I have found. And often people aren't realizing, you know, in my work, I have found that people aren't realizing that they're not holding themselves accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, they're setting goals-ish, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, you know, allowing those to move or saying that they will do something, but not actually following through with taking the actions that need to happen. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, really one of the first steps in embracing accountability mindset in holding helping others uh, be accountable is holding yourself accountable. But, um, you know, it's really increasing your own self-awareness around accountability so that you can help others um, also become accountable. Thank you. Great response. And uh, Kate, how do you help leaders identify and overcome blind spots? And, uh, you know, some of these blind spots may be holding people back. Yes, so a lot of it is through asking questions, listening, helping leaders become more self-aware, and really helping leaders to recognize different habits Mm -hmm. that may be holding them back, different behaviors that are holding them back. Mm -hmm. And only when there is that increased self-awareness, when there are these insights around those behaviors and habits, Mm -hmm. that leaders are really able to recognize these blind spots. And it's, you know, not something that happens overnight. Mm -hmm. You know, it really tends to happen through a lot of question asking on my part really listening, you know, following through. And, you know, it is a, it's a journey. It Mm. takes time, but the, you know, if someone's willing to put in the work to really have those honest answers and Mm. really have that self-reflection, then they are, you know, able to realize the benefits of um, identifying their blind spots. And then, and for my viewers and listeners, could you give me an example of uh, some blind spots that you may have worked at? Yeah. So, you know, uh, one example would be, you know, someone who really thought that they were communicating Mm -hmm. with their with their boss Mm -hmm. about what they what they wanted through their career. But when it really came down to it, we realized that, you know, they weren't expressing Mm -hmm. what they really wanted in a very clear manner. So it was, you know, the communication blind spot of not being fully honest, articulating what they were really meaning, not really uh, having that self-confidence 
to truly speak up and only when we recognize that blind spot were they able to go in have a honest conversation mm. with their boss and then get the promotion that they had thought that mm. they were asking for for several months but their boss never recognized that that's what they wow. were asking for mm. well said uh, you also work a lot with leaders so my question to you is, what are some of the common challenges uh, you have worked with with these leaders um, that they face in their roles? So one of the most common challenges is just feeling like they are being pulled in multiple different directions mm -hmm. and having little or no control over their time mm -hmm. or their calendar. Another common um common thing I see with leaders is really just feeling alone, hmm. that they don't have someone that they can truly bounce ideas off of. They have, you know, their friends, they have their family, they have their work colleagues, but all of those people are so close to them. So, you know, really feeling like they don't have someone to be totally honest with about these feelings of, hmm. I'm so overwhelmed. My calendar is out of control. Um, you know, I don't have that balance that I'm looking for in my life. And, you know, they really want to have someone mm. who they can, um, you know, who's independent, who they can mm. share these uh, mm. feelings with. Mm. Very interesting. We also talk about emotional intelligence for leaders. Uh, so my question is, how can leaders cultivate emotional intelligence to better connect with teams and drive uh, business success? So one of the things that employees are looking for, and this, you know, data on this goes back years, is mm. employees really want to feel valued. And that isn't just, hey, good job or bonus at the end of the year. Mm. It is having the leader really get to know their mm. employees. Mm who they are, what motivates them, what drives them. And for a leader, it's that question asking. It is that listening to the responses. Mm -hmm. It is taking action when they have, uh, when they're given feedback. It is responding to what they learn through the whole process of getting to know their employees. And you know that is what really helps cultivate that emotional intelligence, that connection with their employees that can help build those stronger teams mm. and stronger organizations. Mm. Uh, one more question relating to by the horns, and then we'll of course move to coaching. And I know coaching is part of by the horns. Mm -hmm. How do you encourage leaders to embrace a growth mindset and continue learning and improving? Yeah, so. You know, I think once leaders start to recognize the benefit of a growth mindset, it really is this snowball effect. So when I'm working with leaders, it's all about taking tiny steps to uh, embrace or act on that growth mindset that then enables them to take the bigger and bigger steps mm. um, where they're going to see more and more value and success um, mm. in their roles. Okay. So let's talk a few, a few questions for you about coaching, but let me start by asking you that what may, when did you decide to become a coach and what made you become a coach? 
I realized as I was um, integral in growing an organization from me being the uh, first employee that was hired to growing a team where I was managing 22 people, that what I really enjoyed the most was coaching, was really building up my team, helping those that I brought into the organization identify mm -hmm. their goals, helping them work towards those goals. Mm -hmm. I just loved um, you know, seeing everyone that I brought on just thrive. Mm -hmm. And so I decided that I wanted to take that and really make that, that, you know, that feeling that I had, the results that I was seeing in those that I was working with and uh, make that part of my career. And given, you know, your own background, when you look at your own background, my question is how has your own background supported your coaching philosophy, your style and your values? Yes. So as I said, uh, when we started our conversation, you know, my background hasn't been linear Correct. at all. And I have also been very clear with myself that whatever role I'm going to take on is going to align mm -hmm. with my values and with my life. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, I mean that, you know, what I wanted to do, where my values were, was very different when I was 20 years old, mm -hmm. then when I was 30 years old, you know, mm -hmm. when I had children, you know, as I've progressed and, you know, with many of the people that I work with, you know, they are hesitant about, is it okay to change careers? Is it okay that what I want to do now is so different than what I wanted to do when I graduated from college? And is it okay to actually make that change? And, you know, I feel like, I bring my lived experience, my it's okay mm -hmm. to make a change, to act on, you know, how you want to feel mm -hmm. uh, to my, to my coaching, um, mm -hmm. to my clients. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. My next question is about, you know, most of us have people in our lives who influence us, who we look up to. How have you been shaped by people in your life and how have they influenced you as a coach? So I've had some amazing uh, bosses. Mm -hmm. I have had some you know, coaches that I have worked with who have truly inspired me, some mentors that you know, I just so look up to. Mm -hmm. And I take you know, those experiences and really just try to weave what I have learned from each of those individuals mm -hmm. into the work that I do. Mm -hmm. um, and I try to just embrace those, you know, positive, positive experiences. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I've also worked in, you know, toxic workplaces. I've had um, you know, some pretty negative experiences and I, I try to bring that into my work as well just because you know, people do feel alone mm -hmm. when they are going through gender discrimination, for example, or are mm -hmm. in a toxic workplace. And, you know, I can have that empathy, you know, I've been there. And so I'm really able to bring that to, mm -hmm. um, to my work as well. Wonderful. And what would you say are some of your own unique perspectives that you bring into a coaching relationship? 
Sure. So I actually asked several of my current and past coaching clients mm -hmm. um, several months ago, you know, what makes me unique? You know, there are so mm -hmm. many coaches out there. Yeah. Why, why stick with me? <laughs> yeah. And um, I was interested to see that mm -hmm. most of my clients had basically the same response that I have a lived experience that I'm able to bring. You know, I have started an organization. I've built an organization. I've held leadership roles. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've had that winding background. Mm -hmm. I bring that. I bring humor. Um, and then the other piece is I am a voracious reader, um, you know, both what is happening um, online, business books, you can see behind me. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. My shelves are constantly growing. And, you know, I'm really able to bring that to my clients as well. Mm -hmm. um, and they really value that whole arc of um, of experience Fascinating. and perspective. So I have time for two more questions for you, Kate. Mm -hmm. My next question is about a lot of the young leaders, you know, the millennials and the Gen Zs. I think it's still a little early for the uh, alpha gen to come into the workplace. But I know millennials and Gen Zs are now getting into positions of influence. And I've often said I'm I'm, a, I'm from the boomers generation, but I think the young leaders have brought, brought in a breath of fresh air into every organization. Mm -hmm. My question to you as a coach is, what in your opinion are some of the areas these young leaders need to be coached in? It's going back to what I said earlier about values. You know, the, the younger leaders really are driven by their values. They want mm -hmm. to have their values align with their uh, the work that they're doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, providing the the structure and support to say, that's okay. And not only is it okay, but by being values driven as a leader and really stepping into that, mm -hmm. I truly believe that those younger leaders are going to shape our collective future mm -hmm. um, in a positive way. So, mm -hmm. you know, really providing the support for those leaders to to really step into that values driven leadership. Um, the other pieces I found that, you know, there's a lot of balance that needs mm -hmm. to happen. And I'm, you know, I don't love the word balance because it is a constant shift. You know, you're mm -hmm. never going to find equilibrium, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, younger leaders now are struggling with, you know, how do I, um, you know, manage my, uh, my work, my family, and, you know, many are also uh, balancing, you know, caring for parents as well. Mm -hmm. So how do you, um, you know, approach all of those pieces in your life and mm -hmm. have a successful career? Amazing. And my last question to you, Kate, and this is for the thousands of people who will listen to our conversation. Based on your own incredible journey, which you said has been nonlinear, <laughs> what would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away? The first lesson is don't let someone define your success for you. Mm -hmm. You can decide, you can define what your own success mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. um, the other lesson would be, um, you know, really embrace that accountability mindset mm -hmm. because that's really going to help 
you define that future for yourself and really be able to step into it mm. and create it. Um, and I think going following on that is that you really can create whatever you want mm. from from your life. You know, it goes mm. back to that defining your own success, but I yeah. think it is also you can define what that future, what that life um, is that you want. Mm, how wonderful. And on that note, Kate, and your three wonderful lessons, define your own success, uh, embrace an accountability mindset, and third is create what you want. Thank you mm -hmm. so much for talking to me about your own journey. Thank you for talking to me about By the Horns and all the work you're doing there. Thank you also for speaking to me about coaching and some of your own thoughts, some of your own philosophies for uh, you as a coach. Thank you for speaking to me and good luck. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.